they're flagrant. And yet they're still friends. It's the Flagrant Friends Podcast. Bringing you your NBA news. It is. It is on. We are here at the Stage Left Lounge with my special esteemed colleague, Steve Schwanda. Oh, Steve Schwanda. It is a different show, different atmosphere. We're doing some uh, NBA, right? Right? Yeah, I mean, some people still think it's football season. I understand that. We got AFC NFC Championship games this weekend. But for, for some of us basketball hardcore people, it's always basketball season, and it's so great that we have a little chance to talk a little hoops, and we've had some things happen this last week, so let's talk some hoops, man. It's going to be a really great time, and thank you for joining us, and hope you guys have as much fun as we have making it. Yeah, hopefully you do. Well, let's get straight off to the main topic of the week. We got the Hayden trade. The Hayden trade. I mean, the, the Hayden of James Harden, right? The James Harden trade. You can call it the Hayden trade. You can call it the greatest trade of all time. You could call it many, many, many yeah. things. But, you know, freaking James Harden got traded. And, obviously, this is the major news of the week. You've heard all the talking heads, I'm sure, trying to make their major points to get your clickbait, all that good stuff. We like to focus on facts, stats. And then I will give you my opinions based on those facts and stats so we're going to break this down on, on a few levels real quick here okay trying to be as quickly as possible so James Harden clearly obviously wanted out of Houston he started off the season well scored 44 34 and 33 his first three games then he set out for for a game and then he just went on total screw you mode trade me I'm gonna suck and scored 21 15 15 20 and 16 by the way his last two games he was a combined Minus 34 while he was on the court. If you don't know anything about numbers, that's not good. Okay. Mm, mm -hmm. Then he goes to the Nets. They gave up way too much for him. And in those first two games, he goes 32, 12, 14, and 34, 6, and 12 for just a huge F you to Houston. He basically looks like he dropped 40 pounds overnight. He's engaged. He's playing well. He's moving the ball. Durant still played well in those two games, had 42 and 30 in the two games. Everybody's happy. We're ha we're, they beat the Bucks in a great game. Everybody's great. All things are great. Of course, that's without Kyrie Irvin, who, after going 27 and 6 the first seven games, decided to go MIA for a little bit. He's actually recently today has made some comments. He needed a pause. He had a lot of stuff going on in his life. And, I, and I'm definitely not here to make light of any sort of issues that he may or may not have. So all I can do is take him at his word. Obviously, I don't know him. I've never met him. So I, I think it's clear that he has some stuff going on. And it would be very insensitive for us to care more about basketball than whatever is happening in this, in this young man's life. Because even though he makes a lot of money, he's still just a person. That's separate. Basketball-wise... With him coming back, how are these three going to coexist? The easy answer that like people like to say is 
oh my God, they're the favorite in the East. They're going to win the championship. You know, the, look at all these guys coming together. This is what it takes to come together to beat LeBron, blah, 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 blah. The bottom line is that NBA basketball and real basketball in general is not fantasy. It's not video games. Mm. Chemistry matters. How you play matters. Now, are these three individually talented enough that they can make it work if they want to? Of course they are. The problem is, is they all like to have the ball. James Harden is a, yes, he has high assists because he always has the ball. He is a ball stopper, has been for many, many years. People not as smart as me and Ben will bring up that, (laughs) oh, hey, he's played with Kevin Durant before. That went well. They got to the NBA Finals. Yes, they did get to the NBA Finals. When James Harden was the sixth man of the year, averaging 9, 12, and 16 points a game in those three years at Oklahoma City, he shot 7 to 10 shots a game. Mm. Now he shoots closer to 25. Wow. That is a big difference. Yeah. Now, does he really want to go back to shooting 10 to 12 shots a game? Obviously not. That's not going to happen. Now, is Kevin Durant cool with it as long as he's still getting his as long as they're winning maybe here's the biggest problem that i see with the nets and no offense to him because obviously he was a great player and he might become a good coach but steve nash is a rookie head coach with no head coaching experience yeah right right, and he now needs to deal with these egos the biggest thing that phil jackson did with the with the bulls especially the second three pete when they when they got Rodman, mm-hmm. and you had those egos. Yes, Jordan was the GOAT and is the GOAT for those people who don't believe that there was basketball played before 2000, but that will, that will never change. But they had, <laughs> they had Jordan, they had Pippen, they had Rodman. Beatles like rock stars, but he was able to manage those egos, manage everything that was going on. That's basically what Steve Nash has to do. He somehow has to keep these three guys happy. Could it work? Of course it could. They're both, they're all three of them are individually talented. Truthfully, I think the Bucks are still the favorite in the East. I think the Celtics are still going to have a play in it. I think the 76ers are still going to have a play in it. And I think if you had to put your money on one thing or another, I think there is a higher probability of something wrong happening and this blowing up than it working well and them winning a championship. Because when you put this together, you did not put this together for you to be a two seed or even the one seed and even win the East. This obviously is put together to win a championship. Mm. And it's a lot harder than that than just put these teams together and let's win a championship. Hey, I have no reason to root against them. I just would be very, very cautious if I'm one of those like, oh, it's over. Nets won the championship. Not so fast. Yes, the first two games have been great, but now Kyrie's going to come back. How is that going to look? This is, Obviously, this is going to be must-see TV mm-hmm. the rest of the year. The Nets are 100% going to be now the team that everybody wants to watch. But, yeah, if, they, if, if this was with the Spurs or something like that and you had Popovich or you know an experienced head coach could deal with it, I might think a little bit differently. I just I don't see this ending the way that people think it's going to end, which is with a championship. Well, you're right. It's absolutely like too too many egos there at once. I mean, you had on the Bulls side of things that you used as the example, you had a seasoned coach 
Yeah. Right. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but that that it, he had how many? Right. How many he already seasons? had. He already had. He already had three championships as a coach. Correct. Beforehand in the first three, Pete. Plus, he had the pedigree as winning a championship when he was a player way back when with the Knicks. Right. Now, Steve Nash was a good player. Now he didn't win a championship, but he was a good player. He was a but, good. He but is he good is player. a first year head coach. He's only yeah. a few years older than some of his players. Right. And to me that that matters. And it obviously it doesn't matter in a random game on a Tuesday or a Wednesday night in the regular season in January or February when everybody's happy and go lucky. But come April, May and June, come the playoffs, come a seven game series and you're facing some adversity. Mm. Come oh, we're down by one with Four seconds left. What are you drawing up? Who has the ball? Right. Who's upset about it? Right. An experienced coach can handle that a little bit better. We'll see if Steve Nash can. Maybe he can. Hey, maybe all three of them, Kyrie and, and, and Katie and Harding, get on the same page and say, hey, I don't care if it's your night, it's your night, it's my night, it's my night. Let's just win. Maybe, maybe they get there. I mean, Durant's already won championships, obviously, with Golden State. Right. Though this, it would it would help his legacy a little bit, winning now in the East. But he went to the Nets and didn't just take the Nets to a championship. He added Kyrie Irving and then now added James, James Harden, who's, by the way, they added James Harden after him and Kyrie were hurt all last year, basically. So they added James Harden after him and Kyrie played seven games together. It's not like they had a season of playing great, and now all of a sudden it's not working, so we're going to add another piece. You didn't really even get a chance to get the chemistry going with those two, and now you're going to add a third piece. Again, I, I don't wish them poor. I don't, I'm, not, I'm, a, I'm a Pistons fan, so obviously I don't have a dog in this fight. The Pistons aren't going to be good. For at least two or three years, if and that's wishful thinking. So yeah, I mean, like it five is or six or seven or eight. Years. So <laughs> so I'm I mean I'm cool with it, and you know, I'm admittedly I'm a Steph Curry fan. And I, and I like Draymond Green too. So I guess I'll pick the Warriors if it's a Western Conference team. But you know, I don't care in the East. I I hope the Nets come out of the East because I'd love to see them in the finals because it would be great television. I just don't see it. I just think there's too many question marks, and. But for the reasons that I said, you have too many egos, you have a first-year coach, and too many guys, and all three of those guys have to change how they play during a season, in the middle of a season. James Harden always has the ball. He always, I mean, those three years in Oklahoma City, yeah, he was a sixth man of the year. Then he went to Houston. Every year in Houston, he has always had the ball. He has always been the guy. And he's an incredible offensive individual player. He doesn't play great defense. And... He doesn't. Yes, I, his assist. This this is when you have to watch the games. Yes, his assist numbers are usually pretty good, but it's because he has the ball every single possession, always. So sometimes, sure, he's going to pass it, and someone's going to make a shot. By every, no means, every blind squirrel finds a nut now and then, right? Absolutely, he's not John Stockton, right. you know, like a point guard making great passes here, folks. Like he can have 10, 11, 12 assists a game, and that looks great. And if you just look at the box score, that looks great. 34 points and 12 assists looks great. And that's a game. And 32 and 14 looks great. Those two games. But now when Kyrie comes back, 
let's let's see. But in this, and this is what we're trying to do. We want to talk about the game without giving you some crazy clickbait talking head show propaganda because we're trying to beat the network ratings of another network. So we're just going to say something stupid like, oh, Kyrie Irving missed a game. He should retire, Stephen A. Smith. Or, oh, I don't know how someone can beat this team. Or, you know, or oh, God, this is... No, like, sometimes you got to breathe, relax, look at things rationally, then move on with your life. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about those games this week. First off, we got Wednesday. We got a doubleheader on ESPN. All right. We got 7 p.m., 8 and 4, Boston Celtics at the 9 and 5, Philadelphia 76ers. Swanda, what's your thoughts? Yeah, and real quick, just so you understand, obviously there's games on every night. We understand that. But we're going to focus on the nationally televised game. So no matter where you're listening to us from, hopefully you're listening to us, you can watch these games. Obviously, the Wednesday night games are on ESPN. This is a great game. And the fun thing about this game, if you like it on Wednesday on ESPN, you get to see it again on Friday night on ESPN. Um, The same two teams playing. You know, Boston, they got Kemba coming back. So this this next couple games for me, I want to watch, see how they settle into their rotation with him coming back. He gets his legs back, all that good stuff. To me, they're still one of the East favorites. I have them two right behind the Bucks, as I kind of just alluded to. Uh, Jason Tatum has been amazing, averaging almost 27 points a game. Jalen Brown's been great, averaging almost 26 points a game. They still got Marcus Smart. They have plenty of talent. Great coaching in Brad Stevens. They're obviously still a great uh, team. 76ers started out pretty well. Seth Curry, Steph's brother, has actually been really good quietly for them, averaging about 17 points a game. He's on the COVID list for a while. He's now off of it. He's got to get back to practicing, get back to healthy. So he might not play uh, in the Wednesday game, which, as we're taping this on Tuesday night, would be tomorrow. Uh, but, you know, Joel Embiid has been great, 25-11. and 11. Obviously, Ben Simmons has done Ben Simmons stuff. Still needs more of a consistent jump shot. I think the 76ers were smart to get out of the hardened sweepstakes before making too much of a play. Uh, word is that Houston wanted Ben Simmons in some sort of deal for James Harden, so I think they were smart um, that way. I think, personally, like we just, like I just alluded to, these two teams play on Wednesday and Friday on ESPN. I believe that Boston will win this game Wednesday night, and then the 76ers will return the favor on Friday night in a in two really big games for two of the t- top two teams in the in the East at eight and four and, and nine and five there. So a really exciting game, early game. Almost everybody in the nation can stay up for the for the whole thing with a seven o'clock start. So I think it's going to be a really good game. I think Boston wins Wednesday. 76ers return the favor on Friday. Next up, we got. The 9.30, next doubleheader, I should say, is our 9.30 p.m. We got the 7-5 Phoenix Suns at the 4-8 Houston Rockets. Shwanda. Yeah, sorry, NBA. I'm sure you're loving these national TV games that you gave the Houston Rockets because of James Harden, and then you trade James Harden. Uh, The Rockets trade trade, trade James Harden, so now he's no longer there. 
Uh, so I'm sure they're going to be trying to see if they can move the rest of their Rocket nationally televised games. For the nation, uh, what this game will do, if for people who watch it, is they're going to find out who Christian Wood is. Now, people in Michigan who are Pistons fans, we know who Christian Wood is because he's played well for the Pistons uh, last year. Well, this year for the Rockets, he's playing even better, averaging 23-10 and 10, uh, for the Rockets, having a great start. They still got John Wall. Eric Gordon scores really well, obviously, Boogie Cousins. They still have some talent, enough, I think, to be semi-interesting, but not enough to make the playoffs, obviously, and they're not off to a great start anyway at 4-8 and eight before they even traded uh, trade James Harden two games ago. The Suns, 7-5. and five. Could they be a playoff team? So far, pretty good. They started off really well. They actually started off 5-1, and one, hit a little bit of a rough patch, and they they have had three games postponed uh, because of the, the COVID issue. Um, so they need to kind of get back on track here, get their rhythm back. Obviously, Chris Paul, for them, helps them a lot. Uh, but they are led by uh, 616 Granville's own Devin Booker. Averaging over 22 points a game. He did move to Missouri and then went to Kentucky, I know. But we still claim him in Michigan. Deal with it. Um, so it's great to see Book do well. And they're, they're a really, they're a good young team. And this is obviously, this is these are the games that are a must-win for the Suns. That they want to take that next level uh, to, to actually be a playoff team. And I think they absolutely will beat the Rockets Wednesday night in Houston. All right. Next up, we got Thursday's doubleheaders on TNT at 7.30 p.m. We got the 11-4 L.A. Lakers at the 9-5 Milwaukee Bucks. Shwanda. Yeah, this is by far the game of the week on national television. This is the one that a lot of people will tell you best in the West versus best in the East, maybe pre Harden trade. Maybe some people will say the Nets are the best in the East now, but this is Giannis versus LeBron. You got Anthony Davis. I, I mean, this is what more could you possibly want? It's a 7:30 game because it's in Milwaukee, not LA, so I don't have to stay up till 10:30 to watch the start of it, which is great. The, the game's <laughs> going to end before one. Like this is perfect. And both teams, incidentally, coming off of two-point losses uh, on Martin Luther King Day, the Lakers. Up 14 in the fourth, lost to Golden State, and then we kind of alluded to it, the Bucs lost by two to the Nets as well. The Lakers have actually not lost a game. They're actually four and four at home. They have not lost a game on the road. Really? But now they have an East Coast. This actually starts an East Coast road trip for them. Now, teams going west and a long East Coast road trip, you're, you're bound to fumble in a few of these and here here's their east coast road trip folks bucks chicago cleveland 76ers pistons boston and atlanta now this game i think is a bigger game to milwaukee than the lakers lakers are defending champs i know people want to try to rake lebron's greatest achievements after every game but if you just take it away for a second and just think about it his legacy is set, okay? He's a, one of the all-time greats. No, he's not the greatest. But he's one of the all-time greats, and he's his legacy is fine. Giannis is the one who has a lot more to prove, and I think that this game means way more to Giannis than it does to LeBron. Oh, I think, I think you're absolutely right. 
you know, and it, it, one, it's also in Milwaukee. And yes, they've got LeBron and Anthony Davis who are both having normal years for them, averaging 23, 8, and 7, and 21, 9, and 3, respectively. But that that third scorer, is it going to be Schroeder for, for the Lakers? Is it going to be Montez Harlow? Is it going to be my, my man Kyle Kuzma? Another Flint, Michigan product. KCP, like who's going to be that third guy? And kind of the, for the Bucks, they kind of have their third guy in Drew Holiday, who's averaging close to 16 points a game himself. And then obviously Chris Milton's averaging over 22. And then obviously you got Giannis at 27. So they kind of have their three guys. And this gives me an, op- an opportunity to add another Michigan shout out. For the Bucks, young Bryn Forbes, Lansing Sexton, was on one of the greater uh, high school basketball teams in, in Michigan that we've had over the last few years. Lansing Sexton that had Denzel Valentine, who's now on the mm-hmm. Chicago Bulls. And and uh, Brent Forbes, and also Sapp, Anthony Clemens, who's playing overseas still. Jalen Hayes, who's played at Oakland. And a young Trevor Manuel, who actually, he's bounced around to a few places, but he was 6'10 and really talented, if you want to Google him. Um, but, you know, he's he's averaging about eight a game, Brent is, so that's great to see for, for him. But I, again, I think that because this game is more important for the Bucks, and it's at home, and it's the start of a East Coast road trip for the Lakers, I think you get the A game for the Bucks, and you get about the B B plus game for the Lakers, and I think that's going to give you a Bucks win by about six or seven or so. Mm. Next up, we got. The 10 p.m., the 5 and 7 New Orleans Pelicans at the 9 and 4 Utah Jazz. Shawanda, what's your thoughts? Yeah, and this is the opposite. Like, normally, you know, the JV plays before the varsity. Yeah, this is the JV playing after the varsity. Yeah, no kidding. The Lakers and Bucks are the big one, and then the Pelicans Jazz are just the Pelicans and the Jazz. But they're on TV. The Pelicans are on TV for one reason. Obviously, Zion Williamson is, is fun to watch. He's averaging, you know, 22 and 9. Brandon Ingram has been amazing still. Again, this year, averaging over 23. Uh, Lonzo Ball's been a 12 and 4 type of guy. So they're, they're not a bad team, and they're semi entertained to watch. And the Jazz actually have some really good players. Donovan Mitchell is a just a star in the making in, our, in front of our own eyes, averaging over 23 a game. Jordan Clarkson, sixth man of the year, perhaps. Not starting, but he's averaging over 17 a game. You know, Mike Conley's averaging 16 a game. Actually, the Jazz have had the same starting five so far in all 13 games, which may not sound like a lot for only 13 games. But in the COVID year and in everything, Mm. if you can have some consistency in your starting lineup, that's really, really, really important. Um... And incidentally, as we're taping this, these two teams are playing right now. Um, so they're going to have some familiarity, uh, you know, as before they go on to this to this matchup. Um, so I won't tell are you, you the score are you or anything metapod- like that. I won't, are you metapodcasting? Yeah, right I, yeah I say I won't. I will, I, is, is it like illegal? I can't really give you scores or something no, as no, I'm no, talking about no, it. You know, you but, can't, you but uh, <laughs> I do think the Jazz, long story short, I think the Jazz are the better team. I think they need the win, and I think they'll get the win. Absolutely. Next up, we got Friday's doubleheaders on ESPN. We got the 7.30 p.m. with the 8-4 Boston Celtics at the 9-5 Philadelphia 
76ers again. Yeah, like we're not going to talk about this one too long because I, we kind of already talked about it. The Celtics and 76ers take two from Wednesday night. And like I said earlier, the Celtics, I think, win Wednesday night. I think the 76ers come back and win Friday night. And they kind of, you know, so at the end of this, you know, the Celtics will be 9-5 and five and the 76ers will be 10-6. and six And everybody's kind of in the same place that they are right now. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the last but certainly not least for our week doubleheader games, we got the 10 p.m. game with the 6-7 and seven Denver Nuggets at the 7-5 and five Phoenix Suns. Yeah, and we, we, we mentioned the Suns a little bit earlier because obviously they are playing the Rockets on uh, Wednesday night where we think that that was going to be a nice win. You know, we got to mention Devin Booker and, and, a, and a few other people, but... The Nuggets, I get to mention another Michigan guy, the pride of Flint Beecher High School. All he did was win two state championships there before he went to Iowa State and lead the nation in assist turnover, turnover ratio, which, by the way, he's still leading the NBA in assist to turnover ratio at eight assists to every one turnover. Monte Man Man Morris, who's actually averaging 11 points and over three assists a game coming off the bench for Denver. So shout out to Man Man. Uh, and they also have... Nicole Djokovic, who nobody really is going to talk about, you know, him because one, he plays in Denver. He's a big man. I get it. Right now, he's averaging a tri- triple-double at 25, 11, and 10. Okay? Still early in the year, 13 games in. But that's pretty darn impressive. And Jamal Murray, over 20 a game. He's a stud. Michael Porter Jr. is at 19 a game. He's a stud. Denver is really, really good. Now, they've struggled a little bit. They got off to a, a tough start. I mean, they've already lost to the Suns once earlier this year, 106-105. They lost to the Kings twice. Like, they've had a tough start. It's kind of time for them to kind of start rolling. They got a great playoff push there in the bubble where they were down 3-1 to the Jazz, came back and won. Down 3-1 to the Clippers, came back and won. Get to the Western Conference Finals. They were down 3-1 again to the Lakers. Now, they did win a game to force a game six, but then lost three, uh, three to two, or four to two in that in that series. But it's time that they kind of start getting rolling a little bit. And they're the better overall team, I feel. And I feel like they need to win these games against the Suns and kind of start righting the ship a little bit. It's still early in the year, but this is a shortened season. It's not a full 82-game season, obviously, with with this, the last season going so long and this season starting late. So I really feel like it's time that they kind of start finding themselves, find their rhythm. And I think they do with a, with a nice win over here uh, at Phoenix. It's that time for... Game of the Week! And That's right, folks. It is the Games of the Weekend... The games of the weekend. First off, man, we got, how can you not be lit right now I with know. hearing that music? Woo! We got Saturday, 5 p.m., the 7-6 Golden State Warriors at the 9-4 Utah Jazz. This one's on NBA TV. Shwanda, what's your thoughts on this one? You know, the Warriors were able to win at Los Angeles coming back from... 14 down in the fourth with Steph Curry struggling for him. He was three for 12 from three. He still had 26 points, but that's struggling for him. If he goes three for 12, 
I picked the Warriors to still make the playoffs at the beginning of the year. I got to stick with them. I got to have the Warriors winning this game, but it's going to be close because the Jazz are good. But give me the Warriors by eight. Mm. Next up, we got Saturday, 7.30 p.m. We got the 5-7 Miami Heat at the 9-6 Boston Nets. This is on NBA TV as well. Yeah, Brooklyn Brooklyn Nets. I knew what you meant. Oh, um, I did I say, what did I say? Boston. Boston. I, knew what, I knew what you meant. I'm sorry, Boston. I, 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 didn't, I didn't mean to do that. I am. I apologize, Boston. 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 I apologize, hard. Boston. Go have a lager. <laughs> Go have a lager. Go have a lager. <laughs> Go to the bar. But, uh, yeah, no, the, the Brooklyn Nets, obviously there's going to be plenty of time for us to talk about them more. We talked to them a little bit, obviously, about the trade. But the Heat have kind of struggled a little bit after making the NBA Finals last year and losing to the Lakers. Probably Kyrie will be back for this game, we think, so this, that might be fun. Uh, to me, the Nets are definitely going to win this game. They're good enough to beat this Heat team right now who still has some injury problems. So, yeah, give me the, give me the Nets by probably about, uh, oh, nine. Ooh, going a little bit, a little bit controversial there. A little controversial, a little, a little on the intense side. Next up, we got Sunday at 3:30. We got the five and eight Toronto Raptors at the eight and five Indiana Pacers. This is as well on NBA TV. Yeah, nice little NBA TV weekend. You got two games Saturday, two games Sunday. Uh, just in case if you don't want to watch uh, the NFC and AFC Championship games. Um, or if you know if you have multiple TVs in your living room like I do. Um, <laughs> you know, the Raptors are tough with Kyle Lowry and the boys, but they've, they've kind of struggled this year as well. Uh, you know, Pacers, you know, Sabonis has been great. Um, Edmund Summer, I can talk about another Michigan guy from Detroit Country Day and then Xavier, Xavier College there. Edmund Summer, great job. Great to also have Tugs, Brian Bowman back. Um, for going to Saginaw, Arthur Hill. Also on the Pacers, played for them a little bit, though he is going to go back down uh, to their uh, G League team. He's on a two-way contract, but I got a tug shout-out, so I'll take it. Um, I think the game is in Indiana. I think that's going to be the difference. The bonus is the difference inside. Pacers are going to win this game by Crystal Ball tells me seven. 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 He's calling it, folks. It's seven. Well, next up we have the official... Game of the weekend. It is Sunday at 7.30 p.m. on the NBA TV. It is at the Atlanta Hawks. Six and seven. I lost my place. Hot letter GA. <laughs> and at the nine and five Milwaukee Bucks. Shwanda, what's your thoughts? And I'll, I'll tell you why I picked this as the game of the weekend. This is why I'm intrigued about it. Number one, the Bucks, as we already talked about, obviously, plays the Lakers on Thursday. We said that this is a, that was a more important game for the Bucks on Thursday than the Lakers. We picked the Bucks to win a close game. So what happens, of course, after that, two days later, NBA TV, Laker hangover, you come out and Trey Young and the Hawks shoot you out of your own gym. And they keep it fun for a while. Trey Young obviously averaging almost 23 a game. You know, DeAndre Hunter's almost averaging 17. John Collins is almost 16. You know, Clint Capella's at 13. This is, I mean, this is, Cam Reddish is over a 12. I mean, this is a kind of quietly a, a fun team. But they, they're they 2-6 and six in their last eight. You know, they, they started off good, but 
they're kind of struggling a little bit. They need to get a couple of wins in their belt. Uh, luckily for them, they play the my Detroit Pistons tomorrow. Uh, so that's probably going to be a win. And then they play Minnesota on Friday, so that's probably going to be a win. So let's say they're 8-7 and seven going into this game. I guess a 10-5 and five team, we'll just assume. And, you know, it, it could be a little fun because is Trey Young going to just fire it up and have some fun and keep this entertaining for a while before Giannis and the boys, Middleton and, and, and Drew Holiday, take over? And that's why I just picked it as my game of the weekend. I want to see can Trey Young on national TV, on NBA TV, have some fun, keep this game interesting for a while with the Bucks. maybe taking them easy a little bit after a, a big game against the Lakers on Thursday night. Maybe Sunday night is the perfect time for the Hawks to get the Bucks. Though I do, after saying all that, I do obviously feel that the Bucks are better and I think they will win. I just think the Hawks will keep it close for about three quarters. And, folks, that brings us to a close. Shwanda, closing thoughts for you? Man, that music is awesome. I'm so I'm such in a good mood right now. Um, but, you know, hey, I hope you enjoyed it. Hope you uh, stick with us. Obviously, that's, that's going to be the format. We'll talk about, you know, whatever major topic that comes to our mind at that week. And then we'll just talk about the national televised games that are on ESPN and TNT and NBA TV over the weekend of, of Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, Sunday. And, uh, you know, hopefully you enjoyed it. Hopefully we'll make you smile, we'll make you laugh, and hopefully, you know, learn a, you know, a few things. We'll have some, you know, interaction things either on Facebook, Twitter, websites, whatever, that you can, you know, comment on and talk to us about ideas, topics you want us to, you know, talk about. Uh, but, but basically, right now we're just, we just enjoy making this podcast. So hopefully people enjoy listening to it because we definitely enjoy doing it. So absolutely. <laughs> and where, where can they find us, Shwanda? What, what is the website they can find us on? Well, the easiest way to, to find the website is my basketball uh, website or my basketball Twitter is all eyes on you. Just the letter U hoops is my, is my Twitter account at all eyes on you hoops. And there right on my profile is a link right to the website my basketball website, All Eyes on You Hoops. And on that website, you can have the link to the Flagrant Friends podcast where you can comment on it to us, contact to us, and also click on all the other links if you don't get it on Podbean or, or other outlets. and Or if you want to just do my personal Twitter at SMan1720, you can also get on us that way as well. And, you know, maybe we'll make a Facebook group or something or two as, as the as the days and weeks go on, but other Twitter is probably the easiest way through the website, through the contact us. My email's right there. My Twitter's right there. You can always get a hold of us. Heck, my cell phone's on my, on my website. I don't care. Text me anytime you want. I don't care. Um, just keep it classy, San Diego. <laughs> Absolutely. And we want to thank our sponsors as Elma Brewing Company, as well as recording from the stage left lounge as always. Shout out to our uh, associate uh, groups as well. We got perched on the gridiron. If you have some more information about that, that, that was this last uh, NFL season, as well as the Bud, the Beer, and the Bourbon, as well as uh, the guys with the J. And we also have, what's the other podcast we got coming up? 
How many more podcasts? Journey are you with do? the Jays. I was gonna say, how many? How many podcasts are you? We gonna got do? a lot of. You're podcasts. so talented. Yeah, we got a lot of podcasts going on. Yeah, but we will. Be which is it, which is great. It's a, such a great time to do to listen to podcasts because maybe you're working from home still, and you know you're you got the computer up and you're clicking your buttons or you know pretend like you're working or whatever. Hey, just. <laughs> You know, Click, flip, yeah. clicking your buttons, <laughs> clicking your <laughs> buttons. Just you know, throw throw a podcast on and listen to us while you're uh, while you're working. You know, maybe it'll give you a little smile. You know, and just and, and 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 the topics that we talk about, obviously, we don't we don't talk about anything that's actually serious or important in your everyday life as far as living. It's all fun. Just oh en- yeah, just enjoy yourself. We're not giving you financial information, but we will see you next week. For another fantastic, flagrant friends episode. Yes, sir. The Flagrant Friends podcast is hosted and directed by Benjamin W. Rose with sports analysis from Steve Schwanda. Flagrant Friends is recorded live at the Stage Left Lounge Recording Studio. Join us next week for more NBA news.